Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United uh, United United Six here on the Arthur Refugees Podcast Network. It's been a week, John. It's been a week trying to get trying to get readjusted, trying to get re refocused and uh, and ready to talk. John, how you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? I feel like it, I feel like it's been it has such been a long, long time, time since we talked. Yes, it has it's been. been a long time. If yes. you if you, I'm sure you missed it last week, I got it right. I said United 96 podcast and then I forgot to hit record and then I hit record and we redid it and I said <laughs> RFK refugees. So it was it was really just punishment for for all of my uh, shit giving that I give you. But yeah, man, it was a it was an all right weekend. I got to see just a barn burner at Audi Field, just sort of like just sort of an amazing display. And I got to watch Bari on TV, my, I guess, presumptive Italian team, because that's where my family's all from. And they're, Sar- they're Serie B, so it's their first time I've ever been on TV, at least as I know of. So it was fun. Nice. And also EPL's first weekend, Bundesliga first weekend. It was, you know, I'm sure, I don't know if you were out of the house, Ted, but if, if you're in the house, that weekend is basically just like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be watching soccer all day. Until you make me do something else, that's what's, that's what's going to happen. There's enough well, soccer to just watch it from sunup to sundown. Well, the trade off, the trade off, the 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 wife and I made was that we actually had to drive to Harrisonburg because there is a um, so this is, it's this company that like imports um, exotic plants because that's what my wife is is really into, uh, and they go to these different greenhouses and have like pop up shops and people like pre order. Um, so we we did that. So I, I I was I watched. She drove the way, so I watched the Liverpool game. Um, is that Saturday or Sunday? Him. This was Saturday. Okay, uh, so we, Sunday you should for that get all day soccer. I assume. Sun, <laughs> yes, Sunday. Essentially, okay, good. essentially, it was all it was all there. Well, there's no MLS though. I was kind of disappointed. I'm always sad. I, I missed the Sunday MLS. I kind of like that. I like that little like nice little ride into Sunday. Um, but uh, but then we went to the kickers game. They won. They're top of the league one table. It's nice. It's nice to watch a, a winning team, John. I wouldn't you know, know it just. <laughs> you you had your like. you're, the, the Nationals are out here just ripping your hearts out too, man. You're just getting like no. There is no good. There's nothing good in my in my sports world at all. Nothing, nothing. I think there's some. I think if you look, there's some good in DC. But nope. We'll we'll we'll. we'll, we'll I feel like we'll talk about disagree. That. We'll talk about that. Um. So how do we jump into it? We we have no rundown prepared. We're just we're just winging this episode. Ripping it old school. Um. Let's let's start. Let's start the. Let's talk uh, DC New York. Let's get into that. Then we'll get into some of the news, some of the disagreements, uh, into the transfer window, all the all that fun stuff. So, but let's start with the game. Let's let's go into the. The game. So you actually went. You actually went out. You sat in the uh, supporter section. You actually went out. You're belaboring the parking. Uh, you're not doing your season ticket next year. Uh, so true. I want to. I want to give you the floor to talk a little bit. At least talk a little bit about that. Like your experience going to the game. Oh yeah. And and just and just everything about that because you're yeah. you're the one season ticket holder here on the podcast. That's true. It's true. Well, for now until next year. Yeah. No. I um. I'll start with that. So the reason I I you know I did what every stupid person on the internet does but it's amped up because we have this show assume that people want to hear my opinion about why i'm canceling my own personal season ticket which they don't but people <laughs> care enough to whatever um it it the price went up 15 percent, which kind of sucks considering this team is in last place uh and it will stay there i think probably for the entire season and uh christian benteke was nice i i i put my cancellation before they announced him after mm-hmm. the deadline I don't that doesn't move the needle for me. I don't really care that that doesn't make me want to go to more games. I mean, it's cool. I'm glad that they're doing that. They had to do something. I think you and I agreed about that. We'll talk about mm-hmm. the deadline, I think, probably in a little more a little more in depth. But um, yeah, I mean, I can just get there. I get there cheaper. Parking is a nightmare. Uh, if you want to actually park closer than like a mile away, you can park 
0.9 miles away anytime for $15, but uh, I don't. I am old now, and I don't really want to do that, particularly in August. Not a real big fan of that. So yeah. um, I metroed in. That was cool. I, I recommend that. I, I uh, parked for free Crystal City and metroed in. It was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. I'll end up there a lot next year. I will do supporters group tickets. I like being over there. Um, it's nice. Uh, and then I don't have to worry about like all of the games that I can't make, which is like at least 25, 40% of games. It seems like, uh, cause life is, uh, uh, exists and I have a job and all those other things. But yeah, uh, for, for Saturday night, it was, uh, turned into nice weather. It wasn't mm-hmm. too bad. There was a little bit of a breeze, uh, <laughs> and we can, we can pivot right into the game. There wasn't much of a shocker. I think in the lineup, uh, except for, uh, Rodriguez getting his first start, which is good. Uh, and that's really about it. There wasn't any other surprises if we're, if we're looking at uh, uh, Tony Alfaro starting in lieu of the Brendan Heinzeich broken foot. Uh, and and I think that's going to be the way he played pretty well. So I think he's probably mm-hmm. at least earned himself a couple more starts. And Kamari Smith, uh, left back of the future? I don't know. Maybe? Yeah. Uh, Matt, possibly? Matt- Matt Doyle out here loving loving the the Kamari Smith. I actually thought I thought he would he played decently and you, you know if if you are not a top tier attacking talent. Now Nahar is kind of the exception there there there's some differences I guess with with Andy um a little bit. But I mean if you're not a top tier like attacking talent, moving to wingback is a uh is a pretty good option. So I think mm-hmm. if Kamari Smith can kind of find that role right in that left back position, we we need bodies there first of all. Um, so, I mean, I think if he has a su- successful part of the season, I think he he earns his uh, contract and he he looked good. I, I thought this was I thought this was the most controlled performance I thought we felt from this team. Um, there wasn't really there were maybe a couple moments when they maybe were under a little bit of pressure. But really, I mean, they, they didn't generate much, but they also really didn't allow Red Bulls to generate that that much. It's like two people were pushing on a pull door. Uh, and that was the game. Basically, no, no one really, no one really uh, broke down the other team's tactics. It was like, here's the immovable object, and here's the other object, and they're just gonna, they're just gonna smash into each <laughs> other for the entire game. So, from a from a viewing standpoint, awful, yeah, not a awful. fun game. To be there in person, and sw- I, mean, I said it was nice, but it was still humid. It was unbearable. There were two shots on. I think it, I'm trying to remember at, by the end of the game that it, it was still two shots on goal. Uh, where is it? Uh, they, they had, they had goal. a couple, two. they had at least a couple opportunities on target Two two shots on target. Um, and those did not come until the second half the first half. There were none. Although I was told Kamarni Smith got a shot saved near post in the first half, but good Lord. I mean, was, I, I guess we just say specific. So, so Kamarni Smith, I would say was the best player of the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was combining well with Rodriguez a couple times. Some, some people on discord were saying Rodriguez had a great game. He did not. There was no end product. He did not have a great game. He he made a couple no look passes, and I think some people whose names shall remain uh, secretive. <laughs> who, if you're on the Discord, you know you know who I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, just anytime anything, it was it was not it was not impressive. Uh, Miguel Barry continues to look like a work a a project. Mm-hmm. Certainly not ready. Benteke, as soon as he's got his legs, I mean, obviously he was going to get in right away. But like Barry is not going to be challenging him for minutes or anybody for minutes. I don't think he's just kind of. He's just kind of there right now. He's kind of inert. Did, did anybody stand out for you in the first half? I thought Hopkins Hopkins had some good looks. He of course came off early. Um, I, I I have I have kind of thought he he's gotten an opportunity to start, and I have thought that he had that 
kind of those first real good moments. And then I always feel like with a, with a young player, I want to see, you know, and maybe it's unfair. I want to see that kind of next, either that same level that I saw or like, and then a, maybe a little bit of a step up. Um, and I thought through the past, at least the past couple games, I don't think he had really strong performances. I thought he was kind of a weak point out there. Uh, definitely looking, looking his age at 18. Um, but I thought this game, as the game went on, he kind of started to grow into a little bit. He started making um, some of the right passes. I still think his decision-making maybe needs to get a little bit better. And I've praised his decision-making, but I think it's starting to show. I, I don't know if the pressure is getting to him. He feels like, I have this opportunity. I know the team is going to be looking for probably a designated player in my position come next, you know, next winter. So I need to make my statement now. And I feel like he's not really playing with a sense of freedom. And to be fair, I mean, this the whole attack is very much a, a work in progress. There's a lot of guys that I think, you know, like Martin Rodriguez, like Ravel Morrison. Look at the lineup. I mean, look at the line, like, like <laughs> Come on. Yeah, um, they're still trying the four, three, three. I really don't from a attacking standpoint. It's just really not working. I hope this is very much a well, this is what I have and I have to get something out there. So let me try to come up with a formation that can at least get some guys to work together, to gain some understanding, even if it doesn't tactically make like it isn't tactically working at this point, because I mean, let's be, and everybody wants to, you know, we'll get into the deadline deals. Um, I'm, I'm probably not going to be as negative as some fans on this. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've contended. I understand the team is still mathematically alive. I know people talk about eight points. This team is not making the playoffs. They they will finish. My hope is they maybe get a couple wins in them, stay off the bottom, um, and and essentially you know position themselves for next year. And, and they're already starting to think that um, I, with the amount of changes that have come in and just the 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 way they need to now need to sort of quickly. They're all kind of coming in. It takes a while for the visas, and I just don't know you're going to get this team really humming. If we can see just maybe by those last month of the season when everybody's in, we've got Benteke, we've got Paulson, we've got Morrison, we've got Rodriguez. have all had opportunities to learn a little bit from each other. Uh, maybe you see a little bit more. But, I mean, this team is – it's going to end in, in no playoffs, um, probably for both D.C. soccer teams this this year, unfortunately. Yeah. So No, for sure. Um, it's all about next year for me. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's true. It has to be. It can't it can't not be. Otherwise, we're not going to do this show anymore. Probably <laughs> we don't have we don't have next year to look forward to. I don't think we could muster no up relegation. The, the energy. No relegation. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I I just you know it's a struggle. Uh, Ravel Morrison. Conti- I don't have his past mass past map up here, and you know people talk about you know he knows the he knows the 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 tactics. He knows the formation. He's there to like keep. He's there to keep metro like a metronomic passing back and forth. Just offered nothing uh, from from an attacking perspective. Didn't really do that much on the defensive side either. Uh, it was just sort of uh, it was just sort of there. Sort of disappointed by his play. Like you said, Hopkins was overmatched. There was a lot. There was it was a contagious to pass the ball to nobody. Uh, I think in this and the thing overall, the things that surprised me. Uh, and this may just be indicative of how far in a hole we've been this year is the number of fans who were pretty content with this game overall. Like they're like, you know, no complaints. We held, we held red bulls to, to, to no goals. 
And yeah, no man, embarrassing, I mean, no embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, it's no cool not to lose nothing. <laughs> it's cool not to, to add another tweet to the we'll be right back thread. It's all good stuff uh, for me. Again, this is all about me because I'm one half of this show and I had to go see it in person. If you are at the bottom of the table and you stink, uh, it's cool to get a scoreless draw. Like you want to build that defensive shit. And I understand all that. That's good. But I think that they were able to do this defensively because they abandoned the attack. It was mm-hmm. they were able to do that because that was the, that was the point. They were just and in a season where you have lost and you're not going to make it. And this point against the Red Bulls does not matter at all. I don't see the wisdom necessarily in going full nullification tactics and not really. I mean, I get it. I guess points are good. Wayne's going to be judged on points. If I perhaps I have a bit of uh, nostalgia or er, non nostalgia <laughs> for like, and granted, I don't think it was ever really the way he said it was going to be as far as like, I'm never going to draw zero zero and I'm going to win games four. that really wasn't the way it was because of the, the team that he had. But this, when I saw this lineup, I ran downstairs to try to put money on Red Bulls. And I'm glad I didn't because I would have lost it. I was going to put like $50 <laughs> on Red Bulls to win looking at this lineup. Uh, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, we're just not scoring. Like, it's just not going to happen. There's, there's The horses are not there. And they're on the bench. Taxi's on the bench. He was he was nursing an injury. Always on the bench. Anybody that came on looked pretty poor. It was, mm-hmm. it was not like they changed the game or anything. But I don't know. I, I don't take a lot of positive out of this. I don't see it as a building block necessarily. It's good that they got their first clean sheet since May something, I believe, is the, yeah. the, something ridiculous. Um, but it's just it's just a game. It just occurred. And then the, the, we've got a, We've got a next one to look forward to. Hopefully more than two shots on goal in that one. Yeah. And I mean, and it's also I mean, this I think is a tough this is a tough game for a team trying to figure themselves out because Red Bulls are a. They're a team that is, if if given a choice between playing soccer or just throwing rocks, they'll take the throwing of the rocks each time. And it was a very physical game. I mean, yeah, I think there was a rock throwing contest for sure. I, one thing I think to getting back sort of, I thought Hopkins was very much they were targeting him and like let's foul this kid as much as we can. And I think I think for the first part, it was getting to them, getting to him, and then as the game progressed more towards the second half. I felt he kind of started to to pick up a little bit. So it would have been interesting to see. Um, I hope his injury is not serious. I um, hope it was just precautionary. They probably brought on um, if he if he I almost wondered the wisdom of just going with 10 men at that point and then just getting to halftime and then making your sub because you're burning a sub window there would do that in the first half. But uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot you can say about this game. Um, no, really. Yeah, I mean, Afar gets Afar gets the man of the match, which I think is is all you can really say. Um, I don't know if it's a building block. Um, I think with this team, I'm 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 maybe not so negative on Morrison. I think he still has one or two moments where you can you can see the talent, you can see what he brings. It's just can he get the familiarity with his teammates? And I'm not sure with a lot of these players. Like, can you really judge? <laughs> Can you really judge who they are with kind of how the team's been constructed at this point? Um, and he and looks like he's in preseason. He looks like yeah. he has the wind of a guy in preseason. So because he was. Yeah. So that, yeah. that makes sense. Hopefully it changes. Yeah. And, and I'll, we'll, we'll get into a little bit sort of about that of of I think the importance of of what this team did in the transfer window and um, how it's going to, I think, serve them better. Maybe not for this year, but certainly for um, heading into next season. But 
Um, anything else you want to add on this game? Anything else you want to drop about this game? Any any news notes? Or do we want to bottle this up? And there wasn't a lot of analysis there, but probably for a good reason, because there really there, wasn't much to talk about. Not much to analyze, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, good crowd. Good, good. Uh, the energy was high. It was a very, it was a, it was a good encapsulation of the game was, uh, it was, it was like 80th minute. There was a corner and all the stands, the full stands all around were chanting. So the quiet side, all of it. And I think it was a cross out of bounds. It was just like a perfect, like, oh, we've got a chance to be excited. And it was just like let down by lack of by lack of sharpness and technical skill. So that was a was a bit of a was a bit of a bummer. But hey, uh, it happened and we got a point out of it. We didn't lose. Losing that game one to nothing would have been I would have started to try to unbolt my chair and throw it. Although I was in the standing section, so I couldn't. Have. So I don't <laughs> pull, know what I would have done. Pull up the railing, mad. have a whole yeah. moment, pull up the railing. There you go. Yeah. I would have been um, mad, I guess. Yes, hopefully, hopefully we see some more excitement in the upcoming All Star Game and All Star Week. Um, and if anybody here is going to be at the uh, goalie wars that are rumored to be happening at the skills competition, record it and record it, please. Instagram live it. There's got to be somebody out there in the stands that's got to do that for. for why the would people. they not? Why would they not cover it, Ted? I I think stupid. I think they. I I'm wondering if ticket sales were maybe lagging a little bit. On people actually wanting to go to the skills competition. <laughs> you think the goalie wars is what's boosting the the game? I, I, I think I think for the hardcores it might like incentivize Amazing. some people to go. Um, I think as all obviously it's been talked about. It's been asked about. Let's talk a little bit. You know what? Let's before we get into DC, let's talk a little All Star game yeah. because it is it is coming up. Um, second year in a row, MLS versus League MX All Stars. John, what are your what are your thoughts? I guess it, it, we we have this conversation every year. Yep. About what what is this all star game? You know, what's purpose does it serve? I personally like that it's sort of gone to at the very least a all star team versus an all star team and not a like all star team versus Europe. Um, but I do wonder it would I, I do feel there was a sense. I feel like a more in, intriguing aspect to it last season that I'm not sure is there this year. So I'm wondering if it's like already starting to get stale. Maybe you can disagree with me, but um, I, 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 I mean, I think that's true. I think the novelty factor is already gone. Mm-hmm. Um, what if next year they have to mix the sides? You make like a, a fusion. You just put pull every all the players are thrown into the pot, and then you have a Mexican and a United and a, and a MLS representative, and you can pick across boards. That'd I think and the NHL tried that at one point. I think it actually was it was pretty successful. So they now they do like some division. Type of thing with they've, they've completely like tried to mix up the all star game. But, you know, I love the skills competition. That's probably going to be like where I'm going to be paying the most attention to. Um, I also recognize that I think a lot of people try to put like they, this thing has to have value. What I'm watching has to have some value. And I'm like, it really doesn't. You watch MLS, man. Like you're, <laughs> you're watching you watch uh, random MLS regular season games. It does not have to have value. Incorrect. Yeah, no, and it's, I mean, for me, it's just like, it's it's something fun. It's entertainment. Like, it's nonsense. Sometimes nonsense can be fun, and that's what all-star games are in every league. Like, it's just, like, like nonsensical fun. I love that they have, MLS has sort of stopped taking it so seriously. I feel like it was always just like, it was always just kind of the buildup of MLS versus Real Madrid. Like, that was the buildup. Oh, we're going to see the best of MLS take on Real Madrid. And, like, that was the buildup. And then they kind of said, you know what? Let's have some fun with it. Now we have a skills competition. Love it. Really hoping that the goalie wars is is not the rumored. And because I think that's something that would be really fun. Um, Want to see some of the other things, the soccer, tennis, some of the old old things from when I was a kid. 
Um, so I'm, 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 I'm excited about that. Definitely going to be checking that out. So, yeah. All right. Uh, taxi, let's... taxi, don't get hurt. Taxi, yeah. play, score goal, don't get hurt. <laughs> We're having probably our worst season since 2017 and we have an all-star in the game. So go figure. So and three, go figure. And three youth players, apparently. Oh, and the, uh, yeah, the MLS, it's like an MLS next competition. See, that yes. stuff's fun too. That stuff's fun too. Like, I, I feel like they are trying to make it. They're trying to NBA it a little bit, which the NBA like all star break is considered like one of the more fun all star breaks. I do think it's a little I wish the season would take a little bit of a break. I think that's the problem here. It's like we got a game next week. We got this thing in the middle and it's kind of like there's no real like subsequent break to actually like boost this up a bit. So the good thing is that they will have uh, they'll they'll manage the minutes in such a way that no player probably goes more than, you know, 30 minutes, hopefully. Taxi better not. They better not pile on minutes. on. They probably, they probably won't. I mean, like Chicharito is the one I'd be concerned about because they're going to want to really merchandise okay. the hell out of him for this game. Yeah. Taxi will probably be like a 20 minute sub or something like Perfect. that. So Perfect. Um, I wonder, I do I do wonder if he's going to be in the skills competition that I will be checking that out. He needs to be on the, the volley off of a corner uh, skill <laughs> challenge. very specific skill that he has that he's very good at. Yeah, I always thought like they could do something with like the cross and then like the the attacker has to do some like sort of crazy like skill, almost like a dunk type competition thing. I, I like be, that. It'd be kind of fun. Um, all right, let's let's shift out gears. Let's talk uh, DC. Let's talk the deadline day that was looking to be extremely disappointing. And I think that fired off a bunch of emails, huh. <laughs> including huh, yours, yeah. including mine. So so let's let, let's go let's go through that night a little bit and let's talk a little bit. So I think it was was around 10, 11 o'clock, if I remember correctly, it was sometime late in the night. Uh, golf saying that team was eyeing moves, but basically they were um, I think there was a Spanish player that we were linked to that fell apart. They would keep uh, the powder dry for the winner if they couldn't make a move was his and, hedging. Yeah. And, and I was I was I was very, very I was upset. I was not upset if they got to this point and they said, we really don't have anybody. We don't want to force anything. Let's just call it, you know, let's, we're not really confident on any of these guys that we might have a chance at signing. Let's just call it a day. Let's, you know, really focus on the winner. I mean, that's prop that might be the right decision, but from an overall perspective, if you take the, the window into account, you know, this team came in and said, we are going to sign designated players. We're going to bring big names in. And it was looking like, the only designated player they were going to bring in was Victor Paulson. And Victor Paulson might turn out to be a great player, but that's not the type of level of player you want to bring in, especially when you're already talking about, you know, buying down his contract. And he mm-hmm. he is a very much a low level DP. He probably just makes with his transfer fee just above that that limit that makes him a designated player. And they wanted to keep their allocation money or they didn't have the allocation money to buy him down. Otherwise, they might have. Uh, so looking incredibly disappointing. Uh, and then we hear, yep, nope, they signed a player from Europe. And it was a player that was considered a long shot. Funny how that works. I remember Wayne Rooney being like 50. Oh, it's a long shot. Ah, we don't know if it'll happen. And then suddenly it's like, oh, it's happening. This kind of felt similar in a way. Um, Christian Benteke signed. Big announcement uh, right at the window, too. I feel like everybody was kind of doing their like window wrap up, wrap up podcast. And I was sitting there like refreshing Twitter and then literally everybody wraps up and then um, then they get the sign. But, John, give me like give me your thoughts. What were your what were your feelings towards that um, heading into the window? And also thoughts on um, Benteke coming to D.C.? Yeah. So I think I, I was also a little bit annoyed uh, about 
the fact that if you, uh, this is all about Wayne. We've got a year and a half mm-hmm. and then he is gone. The players that he has brought in are matching him and will match him on their contract length with maybe a, an option year or whatever. But uh, Ravel is not staying here past Wayne's exit. That is a bet, bet the house on that. Stone cold lock. Um, so, you know, I think that you can't afford to waste windows mm-hmm. with that in mind. If all you have is the winter and the summer next year, that is, that is very dangerous, particularly because DC United always historically, every summer window, almost they say, you know, we're just going to shop in the winter. Like it's, it, we just couldn't get things done. We, we think that's the better time for us to look, which is like, you know, not necessarily true in the rest of the world. Everybody else says we want to buy in the summer because that's when teams are more willing to make adjustments to their roster. They don't want to sell in the winter because then they almost always have to buy and they don't want to be put into that necessarily. So that was upsetting. I, uh, the Benteke news, I think I was already sort of, you know, just over it at that point. And I don't think he is, you know, he is not, I don't believe he has the impact Wayne Rooney has, even though he's will be four or three or four years younger uh, than him. He'll be 32 by the, by the next season. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yes. He'll see 31 now. Um, he's, his goal scoring has dropped way off. Last season, he was a bench player for Crystal Palace, worked himself into a bench position, uh, scored 10 goals, I believe, the year before that. That was a good season. He's just been hot and cold. He was bought for $50 million, I believe, to Liverpool. And then he was sold off again for $30 million, I believe. So just like a sort of a downward trend. And that's really, you know, when you think about it, this is the type of big name that DC United can, can, can pull over. Like a player that is... Like it reminds me of Jermaine Defoe when he came over here, like a player with talent that had previously been very, very hot uh, and then started to tail off and wasn't getting the minutes he wanted anymore or the sort of respect. And an MLS team was like, oh, we will love you. You come over here. You make a big difference for us. You'll sell tickets. You'll play every match. Uh, We're not going to sub you off unless you want to be subbed off. Like, don't worry, man. You're the, you're the guy. So, you know, I am not. I don't believe he 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 alone will not make this offense tick. I think no. that that is, I think that's just the facts. Uh, I was upset that we did not sign any fullbacks or center backs. I think that Paulson will f- probably sit, play center back because we have nine thousand defensive midfielders and <laughs> uh, like two or three center backs, so that kind of makes that the way it's going to go. There's a chance they could still sign some fullbacks um, in the free agency. I think there's still about a month, maybe a month left to go on that. I'm not sure what the deadline is. Hey, John Brooks still doesn't have a club. John Brooks, John Brooks is probably going to go somewhere else. I think I would imagine. Um, but all that being said, I think that I think that this team had a decent window, I guess, in the players they brought in overall. If you look at not just like the deadline, but over overall, if you if you expand it out to the entire season, who they lost and then what they replaced them with, I don't think you could say we're necessarily better than we were to start the season. Ola Kamara, if you remember last year, was the co-golden boot winner. Do we think Christian Benteke is going to score 19 goals next year? It would be he nice. Can. He can. Yeah, but that I think can. It, that that is certainly though. I would say his that would be a high end expectation for him. Mm-hmm. And then we have a player who is exceedingly frustrating and wasteful, and and we were trying to get rid of him. He's out of contract. We may not retain him, and that's sort of his output. I think he's got six goals this year. So. It, it's it's really tough to predict. I think that there has to be there has to be more moves. The, the other DP that we're talking about ha- that has to happen. I think mm-hmm. 
in this in this winter to to consider this team actually being serious about next season, and they have to sign some defensive players. I we you know we're just talking about Kamarni Smith. I love I love that he's made himself useful after what appeared like a draft bust slash international spot waste on DC United, and now he's providing a little bit of value. But uh, you got to you got to make a real move on left back. Brad Smith is done. You got to make a real move there and maybe right back to, I'm not sure, but that's, that's sort of my general takeaway about, you know, where, where are we now versus where were we before we fired it on at the beginning of the season? You know, and, and I've talked a bit. I, I think, I think they made the right. If you're talking about the most fluid situation, the, where you had, I guess the least amount of resistance. You you already have a successful, you know, for right now, successful designated player in Taxi yep. Fundas. You you nailed that like your first real nail. You have a player that you can build around. You needed, I think, to get players that can help support him and sort of give that offense. You know, here here's the identity of our offense going forward. It's going to be probably Victor Paulson um, and. Uh, uh, Ravel Morrison in the middle. You have Rodriguez out wide, probably out wide is still, in my opinion, the wing position is still a concern for me. Um, Jackson Hopkins could be a, a great talent and maybe he pushes forward. But I think after what we've seen, you probably want to make a new move there. You have Taxi Funtas, you have Christian Benteke, and then you have Miguel Berry uh, because it's very clear that both uh, Nigel Roberta and um, uh, Michael Strada are gone. So Estrada rumored to have been gone mm-hmm. already or no, it was that he rejected an MLS trade mm-hmm. uh, and now they're just trying to move him off somewhere so they can terminate his contract. Yeah, basically fine. it's like find a move, figure it out and uh, we'll, we'll terminate. I can't believe like they can't just, I guess, I guess like they're like, no, we, we're, you're not, you know, we don't want you. Uh, maybe there's no clause to cancel the loan. I feel like that's a pretty, which is wild. Yeah. I don't know how that's the case. I think maybe his parent club was like, we're not paying his salary at all this season, no matter what. Yeah. So you you figure it out. You, you, <laughs> you make the payments. We're not doing it. I mean, either way, he's gone this year in a lost season. So I, I think everybody's looking like, oh, they have all these attackers. What are they doing? I'm like, yeah, most of these attackers are going to be gone next year. So I think the top end of the roster is where is where you invest the money. It's the way MLS works. It's why I think Benteke can be a a a potentially great um, striker for this team and can score a bunch of goals because there's not a lot of money that's invested on the defensive side of the ball. Very, very few teams are doing it. Matt Miazga and Walker Zimmerman are like the exceptions um, yep. to how everybody else builds their, builds their roster. I so love Matt Miazga, Jeff Cameron, uh, center back pairing for, for Cincinnati. <laughs> it's a wild, that's a wild, what year is it type of move for sure. You know, and again, I've, I've, I've talked about, there are a slew of free agents um, that are going to be available defensive on the defensive side of the ball. And so I, and I think right now you have so much salary in Brendan Heinzeich, so much salary in um, Steve Birnbaum and the fullback position. Obviously you've already spent a lot of money on Brad Smith. You got a little bit back for, uh, for Julian Gressel. I'm not so concerned with the way this team is now. And the fact that, I feel like they are now they're very close on the offensive side of the ball to at least having an identity and, and a path forward here that I am okay with them maybe saying we're going to hold off on the defensive side of the ball in the winter because you're probably going to go mostly American. You're not looking internationally for, for, for those types of players. You might, you might, you might find some and you might be willing to grab some, but I mean, with the way how this team is built sort of on the front end internationally and 
Um, I'm I'm okay with the direction of what they were going. If they were sitting sixth, seventh place right now, and they did what they did and they didn't solve the defensive issue, then yes, maybe I'd be upset. But right now, not upset. It's it it is what it is right now with the season. They are the season's basically over. There's a reason Cincinnati is going hard after Matt Miazga because they, while they've been very good in the attack, they've been very poor defensively, and so they need that player to kind of maybe, you know, solidify things a little more defensively for this team and actually push forward. Um, There are a lot of teams like San Jose and New York that did basically nothing this window too. So all in all, like I'm happy that the team went big, you know, even if I I have the same concerns you do about Benteke's age, about his, his per, he's not a prolific striker. Again, if he was a prolific striker in the premier league, we wouldn't be able to still be, he would still be in the premier league. So it, you know, it is what it is there. So, I mean, that is a higher level that he has to attain to. I think he could be successful. Um, I I think he, I think if he comes motivated, if Wayne can properly motivate him. um, And I think, I hope that is sort of the idea here is like, you know, properly motivate him. And he can come out and be successful. I think those first few games are going to be good. And I think it's good we brought him in this window. Essentially, we are going to have, for all intents and purposes, what? I forget how many games are left in the year. I really have stopped matter. keeping track. It's just next <laughs> it week. It's make like, a difference, does it? like six, oh, was it uh, like 10, 10 or so games left, we'll say, till the end of the year. Um, so that he can kind of, you know, build, build up those, uh, build up those minutes get some familiarity and some real life games. And then, you know, you're looking at, you're essentially looking at um, next season and preseason really sort of trying to, to get everything down. So I think that was important. I think it was a successful transfer window, obviously with any, like if Benteke comes in and only gets one goal, plays a few minutes and then leaves like in the summer, then it was an absolutely disastrous window. Um, It's really all depends on how everything turns out. But I think overall, I like the moves that I, I don't really have any any sort of qualms or big disagreements with the moves they made. Um, I understand everybody points out the defensive side of the ball. My argument is, well, we're not winning anything this year. Let's get some of the salary. Like you've got, you know, Brad Smith is gone. A lot of salary probably tied up there. Uh, I guarantee you one of Russell Canales, Steve Birnbaum is, is Wayne's golf buddy. So that might throw a wrench in my plans. I think Brendan Hines Ike after this year, second big injury. I mean, I'm not sure how long his contract is, but I, I could see maybe them looking for a way out of that one. Um, and then obviously your fullback position is, I think, one that you can exactly. maybe adjust. Yeah, you can maybe adjust for. So I, I, and I and I think also, too, the big the big thing for me this window, too, is if they can get David Ochoa in contract, if he God, shows please. something, if he shows something this year, I think that's going to be the big thing. Um, then I think that would be making it an even more successful window. He's going to show up as league average and we're going to have to throw a bag at him because he, that, that will be such a step up for us. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm wondering what he wants. Like, does he want more money? Does mm-hmm. he want more years? Does he want probably both? Does he want to go out? Does he want to go abroad? There was, I, I remember before we traded for him, there was rumors that like Barcelona was looking at him. Yeah. I don't know how real that is, but you know, Far be it for me to understand how Barcelona is signing any players right now, and they're signing like all of the players, and they're not allowed to register any of them. So who knows? I think also will be interesting to watch what is Christian Benteke's international future look like going to a World Cup. He played in two friendlies this year. He's not a major part of the setup anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something he's got in mind? If it isn't, you know what is what's the nature of this move for him? And I guess we'll find that out when he does media availability. Like why? 
Why yeah. did you come here? What was what did you want to get playing time? <laughs> do you want to go back to Europe and sort of re sort of reestablish yourself, or did you just want to try something different? Did you want to be the man somewhere? So, yeah, I, I'm I'm very interested in sort of. I wish you could find out like what his real honest motivation was, and mm-hmm. not necessarily like whatever he's going to say at the press conference because he's going to say. You know, I, I love the opportunity to join this historic club, <laughs> DC United, a team that I was definitely sure existed uh, before I came here. He knows. They he knows. Me. He knows the Vamos United. Uh, the Vamos United. <laughs> that was hilarious. I don't know. Like I, I posted that, I was like, that popping up at the end was extremely like disorienting. All of a sudden, I was like, whoa! All right, yeah, this is real. This is actually happening. Okay, not quite the same uh, mental shock that when Wayne came or when Wayne came again. I was like. Yeah, this doesn't feel like, but, but but listen, they did, they did something. They could have done nothing Mm -hmm. and it would have been, there would have been no difference in how this year is going to end up at all. It's all about vibes and making sure that these players are adjusted in for next season. That's why I would have liked to see them maybe, and maybe they just weren't able to do that push to sign as many of the players they're going to want to bring in next year now. So they get this dead rubber six games, however many games there are left to like get acclimated. So you're hitting the it, ground running because you have to, because next year is it. That's all there is. You got to go full cr- bore. And to their credit, I think they've done that. I mean, they brought in, I mean, you're thinking about the lineup. I mean, we're looking at basically if we, if we, if we assume a four, four, two, if you're talking about the midfield and the attack, they essentially brought in of the six players in the midfield and the two in the attack. Sorry, the six players in midfield and attack, they brought in five of six of them. That are conceivably the future. Ravel Morrison, Victor Paulson holding down the center. You've got, um, you know, obviously Martin Rodriguez out on the left wing. He's still a TAM level player. Jackson Hopkins probably right now is the only guy maybe that isn't sort of, you know, that isn't in that. That's sort of a, a, a youth player that you're trying to promote up. And then you've got Taxi. I mean, well, sorry. Sorry. Taxi came earlier, but, um, you know, Taxi's been a hit. And then you've got Christian Benteke. So they've really transformed this roster pretty quickly. I think they've done enough of a push uh, that I think at the winter window, whether they will get the benefit of more time in the winter window than the summer window. I think that's the biggest problem with the, with the summer window is that there's just a short amount of time to actually get business done. The winter window, they will have conceivably more time. And I think the positions they will be looking will not be positions that will require a lot of lift to do. Um, maybe one big position, but you know, they've done that before. So, and there's a lot, and there's a lot of dead, dead contracts that are coming off of this yes. uh, team. So I not as many as I thought, I, I, I really thought Birnbaum was on his last year. I thought that Canals was on his last year. I think some of these guys still have contracts through 2023. Um, so not Ola's as much out. as I thought. Ola's mm-hmm. out, Estrada's out, Nigel's out. Uh, Adrian Perez. I don't know if you retain <laughs> him after his foot injury. Uh, Drew, I don't know what Drew Scandrich's story is. The defense <laughs> is really the defense really is the one. If you look at if I'm looking at sort of the, just the roster, if you have, if you look at that defense, you're just not in, you were not feeling confident. Real, real, like super confident about any of the players on this on this. Andy was uniquely suited for that set that three center back like rampaging role. At that point, you're saying you need him to do that because there's nobody else on the team that can do it like him. Now playing a more conventional defense, he's fine. He's good. He's he's he's, he's going to start on this in, in any of the configurations of the lineup that you have. But center back, you're not confident. Left back, you're super not confident. And that's where. And you were saying like maybe that's where they spend a lot of spend their American 
currency. Basically, spend get your get your American players in there that are not going to cost a lot of money. I would also, you know, I prefer not Phil Jones necessarily. Like maybe that's mm-hmm. something that maybe that's one of the players that they're still sniffing at. But like Wayne, get your center back. Who's the guy you trust other than Steve? <laughs> it's probably Phil. Honestly, I, I will not be surprised. Phil I, it, well, Phil Jones, according to the English media, looks like there was an offer for him on the table to come to D.C. And apparently he had stated that he wanted to sort of wait and see what maybe if there was a, you know, I think I think it's honestly it's the route John Brooks is taking. It's you know there's a huge injury to a center back, and someone's like, we need somebody in here right now, right away. Like we're you know we're facing relegation, and then maybe he gets that offer. I think he John wanted Brooks to stay to lose against Brighton. That was yeah, the deal. exactly he wanted to make sure that he was there for that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, uh, I think that's gonna do it. I don't think I have anything else I really wanted to say. Um, it's you know let's everybody you know keep cool heads about the next few games. Um, this team's not making the playoffs. They could go. I really say, well, you know, I think uh, Mark Fishkin on Seattle, they could go on a run. I said, they ain't going on a run. No one's going on a run. I, and I need to see a sustained run <laughs> before I can even like at least two wins in a row. Like, which I don't think we've done this season. I'm no, fairly definitely not that. <laughs> uh, the Rebs are on a bit of a, a cool streak right now. Mm-hmm. They beat Orlando three, nothing, but so we beat Orlando. So that Orlando is, Granted, they're above us in the table, but based on that fact, maybe they shouldn't be. Uh, and before that, draw, draw, loss, loss. So, you know, don't expect the moon, but it's it's entirely it's not it's not impossible. This is this is a this is a they're tenth in the table on eight more points. So, yeah, it could happen. It could happen. We're not going to do like a full. <laughs> we're not going to do a full project. Well, why not? When when is that? The thirteenth. <laughs> That's before that. Let's do it. Let's do. Our perfunctory goal goal uh, score prediction. I will say uh, one one. I'm gonna say two nothing revs. I, I think I think the revs always find ways to punish us. They they're also remaking their roster entirely. Where's CJ Sapong? Is he still on it? Is he there to potentially? No, CJ CJ. Well, CJ's in Nashville. You're talking Josie Altador. Josie Altador was loaned to Leon, so Josie Altador is no longer there. So Who's they, our they, bogey player then? There's definitely still a guy that that's on the revs that still scores against us every time. Um, I don't see. Well, any of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's certainly uh, Carlos Hill and uh, Gustavo Bo can can still can still make it happen. Tommy McNamara. That is my that's my guess for he's going to score. He's going to the ghost of Tommy McNamara will come back and, and haunt us. <laughs> uh, Tommy McNamara player for like 10 minutes on DC. Mm-hmm. All right, like, folks, that's. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we will definitely uh, definitely check us out. RFKRFGs.com slash merch. Grab yourself some merch on the show. Patreon.com slash RFKRFGs if you want to donate to the show. We're trying to do more content for you guys to give you guys feel like you guys uh, earn that that uh, that Patreon money give us, which we always appreciate. Um, and also, uh, yeah. Speaking uh, of that, speak, yep. speaking of that for Patreon, there is a, a Bailey Feist interview that will be dropping tomorrow for Patreons. And then the Julie Rotter episode was up the entire week and is now dropping to everybody else tomorrow. So yep. you got so that. You're getting, you're getting that money's worth. You're getting that live, that, that content before everybody else. Thank you all so, so much for listening. We'll check you guys uh, next week. Vamos. Vamos. <laughs>